Ready? Go. Everyone, it's Heather Whaley. Hey, <clears throat> it's Frank Whaley. Today is Friday, and it's January twenty first, twenty twenty two. That's the date. That's one twenty one twenty two. One. Yep, that's right. Um, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's we exciting. were talking um, about. Um, remember, we were talking the last time. About uh, Jason Momoa, yeah, and Lisa Lisa Bonet, yes, they broke up, and so now I was just reading about how, you know some some insight into why they these two broke up. I mean, I can't stop thinking about it. I had totally forgotten. As soon as we stopped talking about it, it went completely out of my mind. I'm just I'm just I'm just hoping and and thinking and wondering and worrying about those two, and I'm just hoping that everything's okay. And you know, I just. Uh, I don't give a shit. But one thing I did read is that they wanted to live separate lives um, or different lives. And um, I guess Jason Momoa, and the reason I bring this up is this kind of mirrors our, our uh, relationship. Okay. Uh, it started to make me think. It started to make me think a little bit because um, they're so different. He, he, Jason Momoa, is jovial, loud. The center of attention. And Lisa Bonet is always cool, calm, and subdued. Yeah, I can't imagine her being boisterous. And that energy started to cause friction between the, the two of them. And, you know, he, he loves to, he wants to travel and adventure and snorkel and skiing. And, and Lisa? Huh, Lisa. You get her any day of the week reading poetry, cooking at home. Writing poetry as well, and that's that's wow. our dynamic. I mean, right? Okay, right? Because you, sort of a combination of the two. You're loud. Am I? And boisterous. I guess I am. And oh, no, you're real loud. I like to go, you know, snor- snorkeling and things like that. Oh yeah, you're snorkel as hell. You're a snorkeler, and you also love to um, s- snowboard and ski. Yeah. And me, I like to sit, you know, I like to sit with my, my legs crossed on a, on a, on a pillow on the ground no. and quietly read poetry no. and write poetry. No, you don't, you don't do that, but you do keep a, a, an extra glass of wine next to the bed at night and you do wake up and start reading. Okay. So... And I don't want to go anywhere, and I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to go outside of these ho- this house except to go to the liquor store. And to maybe buy... go hang out with Lisa Bonet. I want to go to... Uh, the, here's what I want to do. Here's what my, I want my life to be like. Okay? So get ready for this. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm, I'm a regular Ernest Hemingway. Okay? That's what you want your life to no, be no, like? No, no, not Ernest oh. Hemingway. Who's the other one who wrote uh, Call of the Wild? I'm a regular Jack, Jack London? London. No, no. I'm, I'm like Hemingway. Like a like a like who's a the guy that was all over Spain? Masculinity. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go fight in a war that has nothing to do with me and watch people kill bulls for fun and you know beat up my wife and uh, enjoy a banana daiquiri. That was Hemingway's favorite drink, banana daiquiri. So here's what I want to do. I'm a modern day Hemingway. I wanna I wanna stay home. I wanna wake up, read a little bit, nap, 
get up, shoot something, run on the treadmill, nap. I don't think Hemingway did that. Frankly. If I leave the house, I want to go either to one of three or four places. CVS, the liquor store, the grocery store to buy some greens, and then I want to come home, watch bullshit television, and drink rosé, go to bed, start all over again. Yeah, that's exactly what Hemingway used to do, especially the rosé. He loved it. I was reading about uh, this guy, speaking of skiing, because I know you love, you love winter sports, right? I do, I do enjoy skiing and snowboarding. Snowboarding's like hard on me now that I'm getting older. It you're, hurts. you're just like sixty. You're in your, you, you're in your late fifties now. Sixty. Oh my god. There's um. Well, I know you love all that stuff, and I come from the North Country. I come from the snow belt, and and I grew up. Um, my skiing consisted of walking to school with uh, Chuck Taylor, that had huge holes that I tried to keep. Keep keep together with staples, she and used duct tape, and Wonder Bread bags over my feet. That staples was my that was poke you. That was my that was my skiing. That was my idea tell of skiing. Tell me what you were going to tell me about skiing. Well, there's this guy. Skiing. I was reading about this guy, and 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 every time I read something like this, I'm thinking, why would anybody want to go on a freaking ski slope? You got to be out of your fucking mind. So there's this French actor, Gaspard. Gaspard. U-L-L-I-E-L. Uliel. Say it together. Gaspard Uliel. I and imagine it's something like that. He was a real, real handsome dude, known for appearing in Chanel perfume ads as well as film and television roles. He was 37. And uh, he died um, last, last week, last Wednesday, to be exact. Uh-oh. Um... And you know how he died? Skiing. Yeah, he was skiing. He was skiing, and he um, he was uh, he collided with somebody. Oh God! And uh, did that person die as well? No, that person didn't even have to go to the hospital. Okay, but who was downhill of the other one? Because the, it was whoever was uphill. That's the person who's at fault. Uh, Jason Momoa. I have no idea who's downhill. They don't say, they don't give a go into that kind of detail, but there were, there was, apparently he collided with another skier at a crossing point on the slopes. This was in the, oh, uh, in the Alps. Yeah, that can happen. Has it ever happened to you? No, but I would be smart and I would look like from the direction, so say I'm going across and I'm crossing over another a slope that comes down, I would look to see if anyone was coming from up the mountain. Uh-huh. And they're supposed to look to make sure nobody's coming from across the mountain. It's like a car. Yeah, well, there's lots of car I'm accidents. Guessing, I'm guessing one or one of the two of them was going way too fast. Yeah, well, yeah, if it, it, but your, your, your comparison, it's like a car. People have to get, get in cars to go someplace. Nobody's got to get on a couple of thin pieces of plastic yeah, and sl- and slide down icy mountains. How else are you gonna shred it up? By staying home. You're not shredding it up at home. You know, I shred it all at home. I stay home and watch watch shitty television and drink rosé. That's not shredding. That's not shredding at all. You know uh, our friends in the royal family in over there in the UK. Right. Right. There's the Queen, and there's Prince Charles. 
and there's his son. The heir to the throne is Prince William. And Prince Harry has been chucked out. He's in California. But then um, Prince Charles's brother, Prince Andrew, has been in quite a bit of trouble lately, right? Yeah. He was uh, uh, pals with Epstein, Jeffrey right. Epstein. He's a pedophile. Yes. And now it's come out. They're, they're, somebody's made a documentary called The Prince... It's called Ghislaine, Prince Andrew, and the Pedophile. And Ghislaine. Gil- you mean, you Ghislaine. Mean... It, that's how you pronounce Ghislaine Maxwell. No. It's like Ghislaine. It's Ghislaine. Although I hope everybody in prison is calling her Ghislaine right now. Ghislaine. Yeah. That's where she lives, on Ghislaine. That's what my bedroom was called when I was 14, Ghislaine. Oh, my God. So according to Charlotte Briggs, who worked at Buckingham Palace in the 1990s, she said one of her jobs was meticulously putting the stuffed animals in their place in Prince Andrew's bed and around his room. She says, as soon as I got the job, I was told about the teddies, and it was drilled into me how he wanted them. I even had a day's training. Everything had to be just right. It was so peculiar. I see what, 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 okay, yeah. Every day she had to arrange his collection of teddy bears so that the biggest teddy bears were at the back, then placed in order of size to the smallest at the front. And then at night, she or another maid had to use a diagram to put the teddy bears in their designated positions around the room. Of course. The small bears were stacked in an unused fireplace, mm-hmm. while other stuffed animals, including two hippos and a black panther called Daddy, Ducks, and Prince, were on the bed or around the room, and his two favorite teddy bears were on mahogany thrones at his bedside. It was so odd, she said. After all, I'm going to read this in a British accent, okay? It was so odd. After all, he was a grown man who had served in the Falklands. That's not a very good accent, is it? No, it's awful. But he absolutely loved the teddies and was very clear about how he wanted them arranged. There was another guy who worked there who said that he had 50 or 60 stuffed toys on the bed, and basically there was a card the inspector showed us in a drawer, and it was a picture of all these bears. And then if the bears weren't put back in the right order by the maids, he would shout and scream. I mean, these people must just have, like, full confidence that nobody's going to be reporting shit like this. I don't understand what you're so appalled about. I mean, this guy... He's ho- Hold so on a second. Weird. This guy. This guy... You you don't get it. This guy served in the the damn Falklands, okay? You got to understand. Not really. They don't Hold on a second. Hold on. Action, Hold on a second. Hold war. on a second. That was some serious shit. The Falklands was some serious shit. You don't understand what 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 I mean, if you if you served in the Falklands, yeah, you're going to come home. You're going to put teddy bears all over you. You're going to have Prince and Daddy, and 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 you need that shit n- next to your bed. And of course, you're gonna have your two favorite teddies in mahogany thrones next to your fucking bed. And unless you've served in the fucking Falklands, like like these men did, like Prince Andrew did, then you don't understand. Yeah, you need a diagram to put those fucking teddy bears exactly the way they fucking go. Do you know I when they announced that the Falkland Islands war was going to be starting? <coughs> excuse me. I remember exactly where I was. I was on my pogo stick. I had a pogo stick and I was jumping up and down on my pogo stick. Mm. And I remember thinking, gosh, we're there's going to be a war. 
that's kind of crazy. And like a whole war. And then like two days later, it was over. And I thought, well, that wasn't such a big deal. But apparently I was wrong. Yeah, not a big deal if you weren't there, if you didn't see that fucking action of the, the, the you know, villages being burnt and b- babies being killed. What? And Yes. And then you say, then you say, you know, oh, he's putting his teddy bears from largest to smallest front to back. Fuck yeah. Because that's how we cope. This man claims his penis shrank 1.5 inches from COVID. That's a, that's a large amount. That's a lot. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I mean, um, yeah. Well, when you, when, you know, depending on what you're working with, that, that can be a lot. I mean, I need every inch of my dick. Oh, my God. And so h- how can he prove this? What do you mean, how can he prove it? I think he's just saying that. I don't believe that. Do you know this guy? No, but I don't, I don't believe it. I don't think anything can make that happen. Um, well, this man says um, he, he, uh, he, he wrote a letter to a podcast. I don't even know who this dude is, but there's a how to do it. And he said, I'm a heterosexual man in my 30s. This is anonymous. And he says, in July of last year, I contracted COVID and was very, very sick. When I got out of the hospital, I had some erectile dysfunction issues. I heard that happens to people. The purportedly once well-endowed man went on to explain that prior to this diagnosis, he boasts an above-average-sized tool. Right, right. That's what he says. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Um, I don't know how, what's above-average and what's below-average. I don't even want to think about it. But much to his chagrin, his formerly un, um, impressive privates have since lost their luster. The erectile dysfunction gradually got better with some medical attention, but it seemed to be left with a lasting problem. Before I got sick, my penis was above average. Not huge, but definitely bigger than normal. Well, then that's not, no. No, this guy, I don't believe any of this for one minute. This man should come with, like, red flags all over him. No, he's, I've lost about an inch and a half and become decidedly less than average. He claimed that a medical advisor had attracted, had attributed his problems to vascular damage caused by COVID and was warned that the impairment was likely. I believe this. Um, it shouldn't really what, matter. What, where are you reading this? I'm reading this in a very um, reputable newspaper. Yeah. What, what's it called? The New York Post. Oh, my God. And, um, but I believe it because I've seen these things that help your penis grow. Where have you seen that? Yeah. And ads that pop up on my phone. Oh, my God. Um, and... Um, I mean, it's so crazy. Like, I get all kinds of pop-up ads for... Do you get pop-up ads for, um, like, no, penis No, because growth? I'm not looking that stuff up. If, you're, if you talk about something or if you Google something, that's what ads you get, Frank. Well, I've ordered some, and I'm going to... Because I... I um, um, the... Um, he, he's been told by urologists... Well, in, the, in this article, they talked to a neurologist who agreed that you can you can do penis push-ups oh my God. or purchase a penis vacuum that could restore length over time or make your penis grow. 
Uh, you know what? I don't think you should be messing with this stuff. I wish my Lux three thousand came with a penis vacuum. My my my. I wish oh my, my well, every vacuum. Do not do not do. Oh my God! What are you twelve? You're gonna stick something in the vacuum cleaner? I just. You're a I, grown man. What are you talking about? Yeah, I've come to terms with everything that I own like, on I, my body. I'm not. I'm not trying to do anything. But this is scary. Like, then one more thing to worry about. Uh, COVID D-I-C-K. This this article says COVID D-I-C-K is real, says Docs. I don't, I, I think you need to find a better news source. Well, I'm really happy that it's Friday, everyone. I'm exhausted. T-G-I-F-C-D. You know what that stands for? I don't say it. Don't say it. I'm just really glad it's Friday, and I'm going to— Thank God it's Friday, COVID dick. And as soon as I turn off this dang recording device, I'm going to pour myself a glass of rosé. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm doing. And And kick back and relax and celebrate a long, hard week of work. And I know you were thinking I was going to say something else. Long, hard. Yeah, but I was going to say of work. And I'm going to celebrate a long, hard— COVID D-I-C-K. This is not very good podcast content.